Talking about uh, since it's the first day we've gotten our shipment in at the shop, uh, we're going to talk about some things we've seen that look cool. Um, talk about some things that maybe don't look so cool. <laughs> Just <laughs> kind of anything and everything about Record Store Day 2017 that we've seen so far. And we are drinking, yes, uh, new <laughs> New Glarus Raspberry Tart. What I A mean, very what... nice fruit beer. So they just consider it like a fruit beer, or does it have a, like, you know, sometimes these are considered sours. It's on the table. Bottle. Sometimes they call them sour. Sometimes they'll call them like an ale mixed with yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's, this is just, they They have any kind of. Wisconsin ale brewed with okay. raspberries. So they're just calling it an ale. Yeah. It is delicious. Exceptional. Really good. Comes in like a giant like wine bottle. One pint yeah. nine ounces. That's their their bond at all of their fruit beers, there's uh serendipity, raspberry tart, uh cherry tart, and strawberry rhubarb. Hmm. They all come in those bombers with the the wax yeah. on top of it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful bottle. Um Loads of berry flavor in it. Just loads of them. Like, it's uh, it's not got a lot of alcohol on the palate. No. Very much at all. Of course, no. it's only, what, a four? I think it's a 4.5, maybe. Yeah, so it's fairly light. You could probably do a whole bomber by yourself if you wanted. I have. <laughs> Multiple times. Thank you. Fair enough, man. It, it would be a great uh, beer to drink with, like, a piece of cake or something. Yeah. Like yep. it's just got so much good fruit. It's great flavor. dessert beer. Yeah, you know, it's one uh, I have drank a whole bottle by myself, but that's only because there wasn't somebody here to share it. It's a good beer to pour into two glasses after dinner. You know, yeah, for sure. It it's um, it does have a little little bite to it, like for the tartness. Yeah, like I feel it in my jaw a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad after I take a few more sips. Like the tartness kind of wears off a little once it's you know, sitting firmly on the palate and you don't, yeah. then hit you like, you know, like lemon almost when it first <laughs> right. comes in, but it, it tastes delicious. It's a great beer. It is a 4.0 actually. Sorry. Okay. So it's even less. Yeah. New Glarus, great brewery out of Wisconsin. Um, they really don't brew any bad beers. Um, the thing about New Glarus is the distribution is only within the state. Oh, okay. Can't get it anywhere else. So where did you happen to find this at? Uh, well, my family is from Wisconsin, and so my parents will go back every, maybe once a year, once every year and a half. So when they do, and they get settled, I get the phone call from my dad, and he's at the liquor store, and he's like, okay, they got this, this, <laughs> this. So I'll just go two, two, six-pack, two, six-pack. Right. Two six-packs. <laughs> But it's all of their fruit beers are great. The Moon Man, which I think is their I had one of those. Yeah, that's really good. Pale Ale or something. That's good. Yep. They have a Scream Double IPA that's really good too. 
the Midwest just really has a lot of great yeah. craft beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and these glasses we're drinking out of <laughs> yes. are very interesting as well. They are they look kind of like like the stem on it looks like a wine glass, but then at the top it looks almost like a beaker you'd have in science class. Right. Yeah. So what what kind of glasses are these, and where did you get them from? Uh, these came from the West Six Brewery in Lexington. On my last, I don't get to Lexington that much. I mean, honestly, once every two years or so. So when I get there, um, my loving wife, who knows that I want to go to West Six, makes time, blocks time out. And Which is very know. nice of her to do yes. that. Yeah, so I always check out what glassware they have. <clears throat> and it's not because we don't want to go to Lexington to go to West Six, because we love to go all the time. <laughs> right. It's just, geographically speaking, we're not in a good spot to get to Lexington. No, it's not like, hey man, let's run up to Lexington. I mean, it's still in Kentucky, but it's like two and a half hours yeah. away. Yeah, <laughs> and to get to West Six, you know, it's right. an additional 20 or whatever, but uh, they always have great glasses, and I'm a sucker for a good glass. And that was, is Lexington where Country Boy is out of as well? Country Boy Brewery? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend that I talked to on Instagram that wanted me to come up this fall to go to the Country Boy uh, Brewery to sample mm-hmm. their pumpkin ale because apparently uh, it's really good yeah. on site. So mm-hmm. might get around to doing that this year. Absolutely. Which they have great beers too. They, they do. Have, they have a lot of really cool like specialty beers they do at different times of the year. Yeah. A lot yep. of like a Christmas beer and mm-hmm. pumpkin and all those sort of things. Awesome. So we got a great beer today. We do. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm Probably excited. one of the best we've had on the podcast. Yeah, I was I was very excited to crack this one open. You were also very excited to get your RSD shipment in today. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> nice to see that show up finally. <laughs> one of the pitfalls of RSD <laughs> is the fact that it happens during RSD. So we don't get records until right before RSD yeah. happens. It's we're not, not for some reason or another, they always say, oh, yeah, it's shipping. Yeah, we'll get it to you early. Right. Yeah. And it's not like a new release Friday or something where, you know, if you get your records on Thursday, no big deal because you've only got a handful of records to price. Yeah. This is box after box after right. box of records coming in that we have to price and put into the system. Yeah, we got it's, 10 boxes today or 11 boxes, and tomorrow we'll get six more. and So... We'll get one, a shipment on Thursday, and it's like... One one critique that we have of Record Store Day is that as far as getting things to the shops in a timely manner, it's, they've not got that worked out yet. No. There's, no. They're still killing the shops. They did with, one year. It was great, one year. I think it was maybe two years ago. Okay. I think. Was it 2015? I think it was a 2015, where we had pretty good time. I remember helping at the shop for 2015, but I don't remember when they came like in. Like, either it came the Friday before or that Monday. Right. I mean, we had ample time. I remember that was a big year. We had a lot of records that yeah. year, and that might have been some of the reason we got them early. Yeah. Because, um, you know, that was the... <laughs> we were talking about earlier, we were looking at the, the article on Modern Vinyl that I believe Craig did the article where he was ranking his favorite record store days and the 2015 one was the one that had all of the bruce springsteen yeah <laughs> reissues of the first six or seven albums so i remember that year having a lot of releases yeah and a lot that of soundtracks year. that year yeah. too if i remember right that was darjeeling limited oh um, yeah i think that was the paul mccartney family way might have been 2015 probably um, what about was that like Dazed and Confused also? Could have been and Dazed and Confused Empire Records. 
both of them. Oh no no no! Wasn't that's it? early. That's probably it was probably High Fidelity. I think Days and Confused was earlier. Was it maybe like 2014? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even earlier than that. But I I remember it being being a pretty big year. the The big thing with 2015 was everybody in line wanted that brand new album. Yeah. That Deja and Tondu. They, everybody everybody was in line waiting for it and. We didn't get a single copy. I've still never seen one. <laughs> Just never seen one in person? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought that later on they did like a repress and we got some in. They weren't the fancy like die yeah. cut yeah. cover, but we got some just like regular copies of it. We did, it. and it's funny. They sat around too. Yeah. It's well, like, everybody had already got, talked to all like the flippers and gotten yeah. And flipping was really bad around that time, it too. It was. It was probably at its height. I think that 2015 was the last big flip year. Yeah. Because um, 2014 had the LCD sound system box, which was oh, like a flipper's yeah. dream. Was that the Nine Inch Nails box, too? Was that, Or was that 2015? I think Nine Inch Nails was 2014. Okay, yeah. I think that was 2014 as well. Um, let me see. He's got, a, he's got a bunch of them on the list. So 2014 was like REM Unplugged. Yeah. It was the LCD sound system. Um, let's see. Uh, Bruce Springsteen American Beauty EP was that year. Uh, the Civil War is live at, oh. <laughs> live at Eddie's Attic, which we that was a <laughs> sat flop. on a couple of those yeah. for a while. Um, there's the Death Cab Live Live 2012. Drive-By Trucker Dragon Pants came out yeah. that year. Um, trying to see whatever the ones that I knew... You were into, I think Soundgarden Super Unknown was a big one. Uh, I don't remember Ronnie Spector and the E Street Band. Do you remember that release? Was that? It was a, it was a seven inch Say Goodbye to Hollywood and Baby Please Don't Go. Oh yeah, I remember that. Did you pick that one up? I didn't pick it up. And then also that year was uh, Velvet Underground Loaded came out that year as well. Um, I just mainly remember the LCD sound system being like everybody clamoring over. I think we got yeah. like two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From what I remember, which is also the struggle of record store day. If we're going to critique it a little bit here at the yeah. beginning is you don't get what you order. Like you might order seven of something, but you only going to get one or two. Most of the time it. we get great fills. Yeah. And you know, but there's always that one and the tradition holds true this year. Yeah. It it depends on, I guess there's certain things we know that we're probably going to get allocated on. Yeah. Um, and it's usually the, the big sellers that we have every year. They they don't like to press too many of them because they want to keep that, you know, that limited aspect. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes they do sneaky stuff, like they'll hold a few back in the warehouse and then, you know, flutter them out That's a few true. days after. Yeah. We've seen that too. Yeah. But I think for the most part, though, this year feels like one of the more solid Record store days. I like this year. I do too. I like it for the releases that are coming out mm-hmm. that are not necessarily like it's a wide range of right. releases of different music styles. I also think I like it for the price too. Seems like the prices are a little bit more reasonable this it, year. At least, you know, maybe four or five bucks cheaper, it seems like, on a lot of yeah. stuff than they have been in the past. I mean, there's your usual gouge ones. Yeah. You know, but um, overall, I think pretty good. They might have discovered that people aren't going to pay a fortune for Moondog. So, True. <laughs> so you got yeah. to 
take it back just a little bit. But I, I think this year is a very solid and diverse list, like you were saying. There's lots of different types of music, like that Moondog I'm talking about, like just crazy psych type sort of yeah. sort of thing. And then there's, you know, there's some rap stuff like uh, the Danny Brown and a few other things that I saw there. There's some interesting, but maybe not necessarily needed reissues, like Emerson, Lake and Palmer, like the Brain Salad. I looked right. at that when it came in. It's pretty neat. It's like a gatefold seven sure, inch. But you know, I some people probably really really would enjoy that. I don't know, it just depends. Yeah, I don't know. To me, that type of stuff and like last year I think there was like a Turtles greatest hits. Yeah. That type of stuff, that's used record store. Right. And we still had our, our kink seven inch that we have to have yeah. every year because right. they always yeah. put out a seven inch, yeah. which I get, but I don't get. I don't know who their target market is for the Kinks 7-inch. I'm not sure. I don't know either. It's pretty limited. Now, one that I did see that I was going to talk to you about because I wasn't sure if you kind of knew why we got it or why it came out on Record Store Day is the Zombies uh, Rose for Emily Mm 7-inch. So we got one or two of those in. Do you know why that that came out for Record Store Day? Because it seems like an odd release, right? To me, it does. It's because there's a there's a podcast out right now called S Town, or mm-hmm. which is short for Shit Town. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically a, a story of it's from the the people that did Serial. If you heard of the Serial podcast, um, it's about a guy living in the Deep South in his 40s that wants the Serial people to investigate a murder down there because he thinks there's this this whole um, this whole cover up by the local police and the local townsfolk. Cause he's in like this tiny Alabama town. So it's deep South kind of like city drama, yeah. but this guy is so intelligent. He's, he's like genius level. He's extremely, extremely intelligent. And it's to the point that the people in the town really don't, they don't kind of know what to do with him because he's light years beyond everybody he lives around in his small town. But the theme song to the show is Rose for Emily. So at the end of every episode, they play Rose for Emily. And it's really sweet. It's a sweet yeah. way to end every episode because he's a really nice guy and really just just kind of out there. Uh, but that, I think that's why that 7-inch came out this year and it didn't click with me until I finished the podcast. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's why they're releasing yeah, it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because why would you put that out as a 7-inch record store? It's day? an odd one to pick. Right. You know. And I, I don't know what the target market is. I uh, don't know either. Yeah. But but the podcast has been wildly successful. It's had like well over 2 million downloads I saw the other day. So, you know, there's a chance somebody will come in and see that and go, oh, from the podcast and yeah. boink, snatch yeah. it up. So, Yeah, that's cool. Um, there's also, I mean, looking at it to me, on the unnecessary side, you have the U2 12-inch picture disc for Red Hill Mining Town, which is an updated remix, I think. Okay. I know it's the 30th anniversary of Joshua Tree. That's great, but why not release a live show Mm. from that time period that you have great recordings of? I feel your pain on the unnecessariness of it. But I can never say anything bad about Red Hill Mining Town. Oh, I love the song. I love it's song. great. It kills me to say that it's unnecessary. I'm like, oh, I love that song. Yeah. Now, now if it was like a single from, like, uh, what was it? Pop was that? Uh, the, 
it was like a single yeah. from that or something, like, yeah, okay, forget that. Throw it in trash. Or release like a four track live something. It's just that song and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I would even enjoy like, like release an album from like the Zoo TV tour or something. Like just something interesting that's not been out before. Yeah. This, I don't, was this ever released previously on a picture disc? No. And I didn't get a chance to look at it. Was it pretty it was, cool? It, I mean, it's a picture of you two during the Joshua Tree. Oh, it's a picture of you two time period. Yeah, you know, see, the, I that, don't know. The Times' first album, "What Time Is It?" is out. Yeah, that's you usually know, something you can find in the used we bins. Four ninety nine copies, fairly easily. Yeah, five ninety nine. You can usually maybe. find that. I I got to think that was because of all the Prince albums coming out. They're trying to maybe latch onto that a little bit. That's another thing, you know. Why Prince twelve inches? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, are they needed out there again? Are they hard to find? We They come some. through here and there. Yeah, I know I've seen Sign of the Times. Um, I don't think I've seen Little Red Corvette. Yeah, we've um, had that here and there. Purple and like, Rain. Yeah, like Batman soundtrack. We'll see that come in from time to time. Um, or Bat. I haven't never seen Bat Dance. I, don't I haven't think. seen Bat Dance. <laughs> I mean, that's the legit one. Yeah. At least then we give it. We'll give Bat Dance a thumbs up. But it it just seems like the. I feel like maybe the amount that they're putting out there is gonna hurt them trying to sell it because, you know, if you had two singles you were selling, that's a yeah. lot different than like eight. Right. They they're either maybe hedging their bets on somebody grabbing all of them. Or none. Yeah. But True. I would rather just put a couple really scarce ones out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I I know when I'm kind of harping on RSD a little bit, we've, we've started going down that path a little. That's true. But I do think overall the reissues have been really nice for this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been interesting reissues. Uh, the Was the Proco Harum a full album or was that just the Shine, Shine On Brightly or Shine Brightly or... Oh, I think it's a full album. Th- that's a cool reissue because, you know, when you're when you're digging through the the shop, you hardly ever see that album. Yeah, true. Or if you do see it, it's usually chewed up pretty good because it was their earliest stuff. Um, what was some other reissues you saw that, that looked like worthy of being a reissue? Well, I think um, that Lou Reed Live looks cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's technically not a reissue. Um, cause it's never been out. Okay. But so that'd be just like a new, new thing coming that's out. That's a new thing. Um, I think it's funny. All the 90s stuff, the offspring, the Marcy playground, my wheelhouse, right? There's a huge market for it. A dude came in yesterday and bought counting crows, August and everything after, uh, what's the other one? Satellites. Oh, um, recovering, recovering the satellites. The satellites. The Gin Blossoms, mm-hmm. the Goo Goo Dolls. I mean, he bought all four of those. You better believe that guy will buy a Marcy Playground right. record. Right, and maybe that Goo Goo Dolls box set. But I don't know. That's a stretch. The only, <laughs> Yeah. The only the one that uh, of the 90s stuff that I'm kind of on the fence of whether or not it'll sell is the Sundays. I, oh, yeah. I'm not sure. That's not even I like the Sundays. The popular I, they, one. They were a fun band in the 90s. But I just don't know if anybody cares about them anymore. Yeah. I don't not, know either. Time will tell. We'll yeah. see. We'll see if it moves or not. But yeah, we'll sell that one copy. Yeah, I'm sure somebody <laughs> will probably want that one for sure. Um, 
I was trying to think of what other reissues. It's not really a reissue, but it is kind of a reissue is the Dave Matthews. It's the first time on vinyl, yeah. the live at Red Rocks. That's going to be a big one. I got to believe a lot of people are going to be in line waiting for that one. Yeah. Um, Flippers included. (laughs) Flippers included, as always, for DMB. Um, But that was a really monumental 90s album. It was one of the biggest live albums of the 90s. Yeah. I knew tons of dudes in school that had copies of it. I had a copy of it. I listened to it today. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Like, I'd urge anybody to jump on Spotify and give a couple tracks a listen if you're even remotely interested in it because it's going to go quick. It will go quick. And it's... um, You know, it's Dave Matthews starting to peak, like 95 95, is is when he's really starting to come into his own with the band. And it's got Tripping Billy's Ants Marching, uh, number 40, whatever. 41 or something. Warehouse, uh, Along the Watchtower. Oh, yeah, Watchtower. All of those are on there. And they're all great versions of those, almost definitive versions of those from the 90s uh, DMB. Yeah. Uh, So I think it's worth checking out just for that even if you're not a big fan of dude bro rock it's still (laughs) (laughs) at the time it wasn't so well it still kind of was but we just let it slide at the time i tried to play it off as oh it's no it's more like world music man have you listened to world they've got it's kind of like jazz they've got all no it's dude bro rock who am i kidding i like the uh the peter tosh legalize it yeah. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Have we gotten a copy of that in? I didn't see Not it yet. in the boxes. No. Okay. But that's the one that's supposed to... Marijuana scented. Marijuana scented. But that's a great album anyways. It is. As far as if you're into reggae. Um, I think that's a highlight. And the obvious Grateful Dead stuff. And the one that intrigues me a lot, though, is that Sire box set. Mm-hmm. I've it's a great mix of killer late seventies, 80s college rock yeah. type stuff. I mean, every big sire artist and some not so big are yeah. on there. The Smiths, I saw that on there. Mm-hmm. Um, who were some of your favorites? Uh, talking heads are on there. I think the replacements I'm sure, sure are yeah. on there. Uh, Richard Hell was on there and yeah, the Smiths were, I think there was a cure track. I too. think so. It's a good, like, Melding of punk and new wave. Yeah, absolutely. And even Madness some garage and stuff. Too. Yeah, even some ska and garage. It's, that's a really cool box. I'm sure there'll be some people looking for that, uh, especially of, I don't, I mean, you're not that much older than me, but of your age probably yeah. will be more looking right. at, at that sort of thing. I'm just wondering when I look out at the line, because we'll probably have, you know, 100 or so people lined yeah. up. I'm just wondering how many people I'm going to see that are like my age looking for, you know, look, looking for the, the DMB or or uh, the Alice in Chains. Oh yeah, that's a that, big that'll be release. A big one too. Yeah, I saw that in there too. That's a yeah. The, you know, taking those songs from it's from the box from their big CD box set in mm-hmm. the late '90s. Uh, Get Born Again was like a, a new release song on that box. That's gonna be on there. Uh, the two songs from it's a double forty-five. It's got the two songs from Last Action Hero. Oh, so yeah. So you get What the Hell of I, which is incredible. Right. And you get A Little Bitter, which is an awesome song. That that seems like a soundtrack. I know you're not really a soundtrack guy. <laughs> well. But Last Action Hero seems like a soundtrack you would have loved. Yeah. Because it was all of like the 80s bands that you really liked. Yeah. Plus like a little the bit grunge. of updated. 
a little sprinkle of grunge. Well, and you know, we've talked about this in the past about how Alice in Chains didn't really fit into the grunge mold. They no. were a lot more like succession of like hard rock metal kind of thing. Yeah. Like they fit a little more into the metal category, especially early Alice in Chains. That's true. Yeah. So that that's a really good soundtrack for us. Like ACDC's on there, Motorhead and all that sort of thing. It's a it's a cool soundtrack. That would be a cool one to see for a record store day release. Would be. Last Action Hero would be great. Yeah. It's got a great cover. The cover art's awesome. Schwarzenegger swinging in on the road. You know, yeah, and that's uh, that falls in line with what's been released so far mm-hmm. from the 90s. Yeah. It's it's odd. Like, the earlier record store days, we weren't getting as much 90s stuff. It no. didn't seem like. No. It seemed like it was mostly 60s, 70s, some 80s. Yeah. And that was kind of, and then just like really new stuff, really recent stuff. And now they're finally digging into some of the 90s bands. That's true. And I, I will say, if anybody goes back to last year's podcast at this time for Record Store Day, one of the releases we talked about that needed to be released was Hootie and the Blowfish. It was. First album. Review, yeah. And they did it this year. They did. For uh, the, Hootie was listening. the Rhino. They were listening. Mm-hmm. And we sold a shit ton of it because... <laughs> It's it's Hootie, Never man. been on vinyl. You know, it's a it's a solid <laughs> '90s pop album. People are gonna buy it. That's yeah, just it's true. People my age finally have stable jobs and a little bit of spending <laughs> money, so they can buy those. I like the uh, the Slick Rick yeah. children's book thing too. It's cool packaging. That's Record Store Day, right. I think. Or you or know. the you know we talked about the Johnny Cash children's album. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Record Store Day. That is. That's a cool reissue right there. It really is. Yeah, and it's something you don't see in the used bins very often. No, not at all. I don't know if I ever have. And that's, you know, us living in the South, we should see that one, if anybody yeah. would. But I don't yeah. think people bought it then. I no, don't think probably it was popular not. then. Probably not. <laughs> um, so that that's a really interesting reissue, I think. Yeah, I think the it was a late edition, but that Elton John... 11 17 70 or whatever oh, wow yeah you know That's the album i'm talking show, about yeah. but it was just a partial release but now i think this is maybe the complete release oh cool of it um but that's supposed to be like i a, don't know if that was his first u.s tour 1970 it probably was yeah um i'm trying to remember what all's on. i've listened to it before in the past but i can't remember what all's on it um i might have listened to it in bootleg form because I don't know if it's ever had an official release. I think the first release of it was just, you know, like six songs or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, that that's a really interesting, interesting record for sure. Yeah. And then we got to talk about something that's a little bit frustrating, because we've seen it now. <laughs> the three LP meters box. Oh. <laughs> box. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Box. What's the deal? What's the deal with it? What's going on here? Who's who's putting it out? We need to talk to whoever's putting it out. Yeah. You guys, you and Do Lee you want your records warped? Pretty Here's how up. you get your records right. warped. Right, yeah. You take three records and you squish them into a tri-fold gatefold. Yep. That's how you get your records warped. You see that Thelonious Monk box set? That's how you do a meter's right. box. Right. That's exactly right. Doesn't matter. I'm still going to buy it. But, you know, there's there's a there's a part of me that's really worried about some warped records in that thing. Pick the right one. 
<laughs> Inspect them. <laughs> well, one thing is it didn't look like it's wrapped too tight, so that yeah. that's good. It looked like it had some play in it. Mm-hmm. But man, I saw that trifold, my heart sank. I was like, man, have you guys not learned anything about? What's the price on it? Forty nine ninety nine. I think so. That's why it's not a box. Probably cost you ten more Probably. bucks to get a box, and it's it's the complete singles collection for the meters. Yeah, that's incredible. That is incredible. I mean, just it doesn't matter if you're a hip hop fan. It doesn't matter if you're a fan of soul. If you're a fan of rock, it doesn't matter. You'll love it. Yeah. You will absolutely find something you'll love in it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, guys that are more into like R and B, you'll you'll like the later years more. Where yeah. they started singing on it, like the Cabbage Alley years right. and, and yeah, Fire on the Bayou and all that. Yeah, you get really get a great mix of 60s kind of straight up R&B. If you like surf guitar and garage rock, you'll love the early years. Because mm-hmm. that's like a, a funky kind of surf guitar deal. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I think stuff. that'll... And I hope that some people pick it up we got quite a few copies i think but i think I, we got a few i hope Assuming some people we get pick them it all. up yeah I, I hope that's a good seller because we you know we we tell everybody about the meters we love the meters oh yeah yeah and they they never really get their due like they should um so what's what's some other stuff let's talk about the uh because i'm curious about it because i don't know much about it it was funny uh, the guy that we work with dave he was going through and checking in some of the the records and he saw a soundtrack He's like, oh, this must be for you, dude in camo on the front. He said, this must be yours since it's soundtrack. And I said, what is it? And it's, uh, I can't think of it. What's the name? Man in the Camo Jacket. What? Is that the name of it? That's the name of it. Okay. But it's Mike Peters from The yeah. Alarm. And I was yeah. like, nah, that's all Matt. <laughs> yes, that one is, is all Matt. So what, what's up with that one? What's it all about? Um, It's a film that I guess Mike Peters and maybe his wife, started to put together that basically faces his journey through um his medical i think uh leukemia oh wow and so it just goes from stage to home life to writing music to treatment so it could be a heavy yeah yeah and it's i mean it's uh a lot of alarm stuff too mixed with his newer stuff have you had a chance to see the film? No, and I that's I started looking at it, figuring out how I could see it. I think I have to order it from his website. <laughs> yeah. Probably limited release kind of thing. Yeah, most of his stuff is these days. I mean, let's face it. We always joke about the alarm about about how we always have the alarm records in the in the bins. Yeah, doesn't seem like people pick they're them there. Up. They're good I albums. Play them. If you like you too, you might yeah. like the alarm. That's for sure, especially strength. I mean, that's true. But yeah, I'm kind of curious how it sounds. You'll have to let me know whenever you. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched about that one, obviously. I didn't get to see the Jason Isbell record. Have you seen a copy of it yet? I I just saw the cover. I didn't look at it. It's all cover tunes, pretty much, I think. Yeah, it's um, great song selection. It really is. Choice tunes you know it's got those rolling stones tracks it does and and sway and can't you hear me knocking which i'm sure he'll he'll just completely it, it'll be great with isbel that's that's right in his wheelhouse i've already heard him do sway you know him and ryan adams did a cover of sway on stage together oh yeah that was amazing yeah so i can just imagine how good that's gonna be um 
Is there any like is there any ten inches you're interested in? Kind of want to hear that uh, Black Crows Jimmy Page. Yeah, I mean it's only three songs, but, but it's gonna be great. I love that stuff yeah. when it came out. Was that a record store day release? The the Jimmy Page Live you know, Degree. I think it was. Wasn't it like a? They did like a three color white vinyl, red. Yeah, red, blue. white, and blue. Yeah. I think so. It was I like think it th- was. That was like 2012 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's I mean, been that a little was... while. I had an original copy. Maybe it from... was late. Maybe it was 13. I don't know. I bought a copy in 2005, maybe, mm-hmm. six, when you were working at the other store. Yeah. Because I remember that was one of the very first when I got back into like buying vinyl. That was one of the first things I bought, that, that in television. Bought. Yeah. But the live at the Greek is so good. Oh man, it's um, as good as any Zeppelin album I've ever listened to. I mean, it, that's not really fair because it's like Zeppelin's greatest hits. But the way Chris sings on it and the freaking drums, pretty spot on. The yeah, drums Gorman are so my god, he's a monster. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of lives and breathes all that Bonham stuff. Yeah, true. So that'll be a fun ten inch. Yeah, that one will go. And then, well. Speaking of Black Crows, there's that uh, Magpie um, with Rich Robinson and the other Crows. I can't remember the name of it. Magpie something. There'll be a few people looking for that. Yeah. What about the stuff like the Fleetwood Mac Mirage? You know, that's one I had on my list. Yeah. Um, Mostly because the good thing about the alternate versions of those tracks is they usually strip down all the synthesizers and stuff mm-hmm. and just take it down to like bare bones band playing. Yeah. Which was the trouble with a lot of eighties artists was they, you know, synthesizers were the the new hip thing. So they were trying to do all these lush synthesizer sounds and behind all their music. And they kind of got away from what it sounds like to just be a band playing in a studio. Um, so I think that'll be a good release cause it's going to be stripped back. Right. To some of the original versions without the synthesizer. Cheap Trick. It's another oh, one. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. the Cheap Trick. Uh, it's it's not a first time being out. I mean, it's been on CD before, but it's the first time ever being on vinyl. First time it's ever been pressed. And what was it? What's it called? Cheap Trick? Uh, from Live from the Archives or something? The uh, Epic Archive. The Epic Archive. Volume, volume one. 1. Yeah. And I'll let you listen to a little bit of that in the shop. Where they did Dream Police without yeah. the strings. And it's so good. It's different. Um, you can really tell like that there's a rock band underneath all of that like post-production stuff. You know, just like a lot of bands of the 80s where you take, I guess that's probably 70s, but a lot of those bands, when you take away the, the crazy string sections and horns and yeah. all these things, you start, for instance, Led Zeppelin's last album, um, before Coda, I'm not not counting Coda, but Enter the Outdoor. Oh, if yeah. you took a lot of that stuff away from it and listened to it just as like just straight ahead rock songs, it'd probably be a completely different album. Probably. Same thing with that Cheap Trick. You know, they're a hardcore rock band, not hardcore, but they're a they're a heavier rock band. Mm-hmm. And then when you add the strings and stuff, it's like, oh, okay, well now it sounds yeah. good on the radio. But I I love the version of Dream Police on there. Cause I'm so tired. Really cool. I'm so yeah. tired of Dream Police. I've heard it so many times, but that way it sounded fresh and sounded interesting, and like something you'd want to listen to. I heard their version of uh, "Don't Be Cruel" on the radio the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. 
I remember when it came out. But. They have just as many good songs as awful songs, yeah. for sure. Um, what was their big 80s hit, The Flame? Oh, yeah. 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 Man, Cheap Trick. What were you thinking? Yeah. But buy this 70s one. Yes. On Record Store Day. You'll love it. The Cars. That Cars Live. I'm really curious about how that sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say it'll be fun because it's 78. Is that what 78. The... Prime time. Yeah. Um, the Bowie Live. Well, we're talking about live albums. Bowie Live will probably be a big one. I'd like to hear that. Uh, yeah, I'd like to hear that one as well. What's some other... It seems like there were some other live albums as well on there. There's The Grateful Dead, 66, which not my favorite time period. Mm-hmm. Great packaging. It's on, you know, it's on that heavy-duty cardboard gatefold. So it's super nice packaging. What is your favorite Dead RSD release so far? Ooh. Because they normally do one every year. Seems like it. Um, either that or they alternate with a Garcia um, my favorite. You can add Garcia into it as well if you want. Yeah, I'm picking one. Hmm. I thought you really liked the the roses one, the one the '90s show, that blue box. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that one's good. I've listened to that show like 300 times though. You know the one I liked was that '77 box they did. What year um, was that? '77. No, I mean the RSD oh. year. I just said 77, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, was that last year? I think it was last was year. Was it last year? Okay. Yeah. Was that the one with the ship? Does it have a ship on it or something? Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that Maybe one. the Cap- Capitol Theater, I think. Yeah. Yeah. New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Passaic? Passaic. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool release. Yeah, that was a great one. Solid show. Solid year for the dead, too. Right. Well... Any any other ones that that stick out to you on on this year's list that you want to talk about? Um It all looks good to me. Like I said, I think this you know, and I haven't gone through and looked at the last 3 or 4 years, but this yeah. is a great balanced list. A pretty good amount of releases not oversaturating in any one category it seems like. Um it's a nice mix of unreleased stuff, reissues, soundtracks, great soundtracks. A lot, yeah, some good soundtracks this Space year. Jam, <laughs> Space Dark Jam. Space Jam is going to be so big. Um, There's, there was the, the die cut TARDIS. Yeah. Or no, not TARDIS, uh, the Lost in Space. Lost in Space, but there's a Doctor Who one. There's a Doctor Who one, yeah. Um, and there's several kind of off the beaten path ones, which are cool. Yeah. There's lots of great various stuff, too. That old, like, Texas... Blues '66 and there was one that was Delta like blues and black voices and rock and roll or something yeah, like that that looked really that neat. one looks good. The Sun curated release is always solid. Um, the Dogfish music to drink beer by yeah, is always, always cool, you know. So I was there a curated by Sun release this year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, oh, what was the theme of it this year? Do you know? Oh, I think it goes back to the rockabilly stuff, maybe. Okay. I can't remember. That'll last year's was the uh, the Soul. Yeah, last year's was That solid. was awesome. That was a great release. So basically what we're saying is get out and support your local record shop. We're going to be working at ours, working our ass off that day. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it it's 
God, it's busy, but it's so much fun. It's busy. It's so much fun. And then we're going to do an after party afterwards because we just I don't know how glutton. I don't know how that's going to work. I might have to sleep it off in the back for a little bit. Yeah. You know, and it's, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but I, I hear a lot of people that don't enjoy certain aspects of their record store day. Like they, you know, there's some that are a little more sterile than others, like, you know, where you just walk up to a counter and you have to tell them what you want and they hand it to you and it's right. over. Your whole experience is done. That That's kind of like more of a Black Friday thing to me. Like that 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 doesn't capture the the mood of it as well. But the thing that I like about ours is it's kind of like a homecoming. Like, yeah, you know, everybody that we kind of know that you've known from the past that I, we know through the shop that come in, they all show up Everybody and it's an all day thing. It's they all, all show up at different yeah. times and it's, it's really laid back. Nobody really fights over anything. No, we've got yeah. a, we got a local, uh, restaurant called home cafe. Yeah. Incredible, incredible place. They're coming out at 7am to give out free breakfast tacos yeah. for free, for free. To everybody in line. Yeah. Of course we'll have bands all day as well. Print Mafia will be there. They're printing bags for us this year. And they look incredible. They look great. Yeah, I saw the, the yeah. first test prints of the bags. Yeah. Those look great. So it's just, it's an all-around great day, and it's a great day to celebrate the independent shop. But it's also, I think we do a pretty good job of trying to get other businesses in our community and just go, hey, look at our community. For sure. You know? Yeah, and it's it's a day to celebrate what we all love, which is records and music and each other and being together. Yeah. Like, it's just a... It's an awesome day. It's like a giant weirdo family reunion. In it a way. is. And at the end of the day, we all do a group hug. <laughs> and then we just pass out from sheer exhaustion. Right. And the four beers we drink. So what, So one thing that we're going to do, uh, if you've stuck, along, or stuck around this far into the podcast, is we are going to... Thank you, if you have. Um, I'm going to go around and talk to some people during our record store yeah. day and see what they're buying, why they're buying it, how they're enjoying things. Uh, and we're, our next podcast, we're going to do like a post record store day wrap up where we talk to talk to those people and see what's up with them. So yeah. that should be a lot of fun. We'll I be able to be great. Be able to talk about <laughs> just how crazy the day was. I'm sure it's going to be wild. <laughs> I'm sure. So till next time. Cheers. Cheers. Bing.